You're listening to Mornings with Eric and Bridget right here on Moody Radio 89.3. Well, everyone needs freedom from something, whether we're talking shame, trauma, our past relationship issues. The good news is that Christ came to set us free. But are you living in the freedom he provides? We're going to talk about that today with pastors Dwayne Roberts and Jimmy Purchase, who've been going through a series at Calvary Chapel on freedom. Good morning to you both. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Uh, freedom is a word. We've been searching for freedom since the very beginning, but we, we search for it in, like we learned in the very beginning, in the wrong places, don't we? Mm. Yeah. Yes. And you find out, um, we just did a se- series made for more, and there's the tree of life and then the tree of knowledge. And you find that freedom is found in the tree of life. It's mm. it's found in a garden. But I think if we pick the tree of knowledge, we search our entire lives in, in, in the wrong areas, I believe. And then when you find the tree of life, you realize that tree of life is also connected to Christ. And when you step into that that relationship with him, you realize now it's a journey yeah. of freedom that has always been meant for you. That was already God's original design for us to live free. Yeah. yeah. And those two trees set a theme, you know, for the whole scriptures mm. where, I mean, from Genesis to Revelation, you just see this theme of people who are living between those two trees. Mm-hmm. And we just want to call people to live under the tree of life. Okay. So we're, we're kind of living that right now, right? In the sense that um, God has placed us where we are. And for those of us who are listening now, most of us being believers in Christ, uh, there's still that struggle at times to live into the fullness of what he has for us. Why do you think that is? Oh, I think like, so Psalm 51 is what comes to mind for me where, where David says, for I know my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Mm-hmm. And I think that everyone feels that to some extent. They feel the shame and guilt of, of things that they've done or things done to them. Mm-hmm. And they walk around with that on their shoulders. And that's what makes walking in freedom so difficult because they, they, they see their sin, they feel their sin, and they're overwhelmed by, by shame, by fear, by guilt, mm-hmm. all of that. So, Pastor Dwayne, let's just step back just a second. Um, Calvary, as a, as a church, said, we see this issue. We want to deal with this issue. And it was, what, 12-plus months ago that, uh, as a staff, you started looking at this word freedom, correct? Yes. And I'm, honestly, I want to honor our lead pastor, Pastor Doug. He always takes some time away. And the word he came back for the year uh, 2022 was freedom. So we took eight eight months and went through the book of Exodus, where God sets people free from slavery and it brings them into, he's leading them into the promised land. And what he saw, and then what we saw as a church is a lot of people were really either numb to them being enslaved by something or just simply stuck, not knowing how to break free. And then you realize that freedom is like, like a wilderness. It's not a momentous event. It's a journey. And so as a church, we just really dove into that topic. And then as a staff, we started looking at a curriculum called Freedom, and we took our staff through it as well. And we saw just amazing fruit from it. And so that journey has begun. And part of that journey is these freedom groups also that you're developing. And Pastor Jamie, I know that's a big part of what's on your plate. What are these freedom groups? Yeah, so freedom groups are um, groups of of 10 people. men and women and separate. And, and it's just an opportunity to sit and look at those two trees and find out how are we living our lives between those two trees? What are the things that we're carrying? What's holding us back from becoming who's God, who God created us to be? And equipping those people with tools to be able to walk in freedom, walk in the victory that Christ freely gives out of his grace and mercy, helps them uh, 
just shed off the layers of shame and guilt and walks through a process for them to be able to walk in freedom. Mm, so it's that journey that you're helping us walk through. And so this is available for those, obviously, in your church. And if you're not connected to a church and you say, this is a message I need, you know, we've got links on our webpage. But for all of us, whether um, they are another church, freedom is still so important. So you tell us that freedom reminds us of, of three things. What's the very first thing, Pastor Pastor Dwayne? Well, well, first, it's our, our identity in Christ. I, I believe in our culture today. Um, especially our youth. And I, I would say all over, sometimes our identities in our careers, sometimes it's in an image. Mm. Um, and I would say Christians are walking with that. So you're walking with some of those layers and you realize really the root of your identity is in Christ. Mm. You have been created in his image. You are a child of God. So mm. we bring that back to remembrance. You're you're not a lawyer who happens to be a Christian. You're a Christian that God has called you in your platform is maybe the legal area, if you will, or whatever career or space you are in. So we restore identity right away. Yep. You belong to God. You are his. Do you, do you have anything to add to that? Or are you good? Yeah. That? No, that's exactly what we do. Like, <laughs> okay. we, want, we want people to know their past doesn't define them anymore. Like okay. Jesus defines them. So, yeah. so I, okay. So then if my identity is in Christ, there's a lot in my life that I don't want to bring into that relationship though. Mm-hmm. How do I deal with all that? other whatever mess that's in my life. Yeah. Well, I think that actually leads to the second thing mm-hmm. that, that freedom helps us understand is that we can bring all of our stuff to Jesus. So in Matthew 11, the two words Jesus uses to describe himself is that he's gentle and lowly at heart. You see this all throughout the Psalms where David just unloads his life to the Lord. And it's like the Lord just says, I can take it. Give it to me. Give it mm-hmm. to me. And so again, we, we, we see our sin. We feel the weight of our transgressions. And so we might feel like, man, God's not going to want to know the real me. But God's like, no, I created you. I know the real you. And because I know you and I love you, you can actually bring all of your stuff, the things that you've done, things done to you. You can bring that to me and I can take it. Mm. Is there a difference between stuff and sin? That's a great question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, stuff, I think stuff is all encompassing. But yeah, I think it includes sin, but I also think it includes um, maybe sins done to you. Mm. I mean, like in that, that there's, there's, um, uh, baggage there. There's pain there. Um, and so even pe- the sins that people have done against you, I think you can bring those to Jesus as well and find forgiveness. Um, you can find justice at the cross, all those. It's almost anything you're trying to hide is what yep. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Can and, I, yeah, I'm sorry. Yes. The only thing I would say is just to answer Eric's question, I mm-hmm. think stuff sometimes are the things you carry that God no longer wants you to carry. He wants you to lay them down. So I don't think it's necessarily a sin, but they are hindering you from your walk with Jesus. So when he yeah. says, let us run the race mm. with endurance, you know, laying down everything that that hinders our race with Christ. So mm. I think sometimes that's harder. I think sin you could easily identify. I think some of the stuff, the busyness, not necessarily sin, uh, but it keeps you from that intimate relationship with Jesus. That's mm. the thing that's hard at yeah. times. You know? yeah. yeah. And, you know, we've been talking about these two trees, but also what we try to hide. I think about what Adam said to God when God said, where are you in the garden? And he said, I was afraid, yes. so I hid. Yep. Yes. And that's kind of our natural reaction when we know we've done wrong yeah. or wrong's been done to us and we're dealing with that shame. We want to hide, but that's yeah. the exact opposite of what we need to do. Yeah. And, and I think the beauty of that is in, in Genesis 3, where you see that, um, when God, you know, pushes them out of the garden, he actually, he actually gives them clothes. So, so in the midst of their sin and failure, Jesus, or God actually says, like, I'm there for you. Uh, so he actually, like, 
has an act of kindness and mercy towards them, which also shows uh, from Genesis on that we can bring all of our sin and failures to Jesus, and he meets us with kindness and gentleness. Mm. But then he also gives us a way forward, right? Because, yes, he forgives us, and yes, he loves us, but there's victory that we can have. Right, Pastor Dwayne? Absolutely. That's what what Scripture says, that we have the victory uh, in Jesus, 1 Corinthians 15, 57. Um, But I do also think that's a journey as well. Mm. Uh, We say sometimes in our church that we don't fight for victory. We fight from a place of victory. But I think that could be a a difficult thing to get from the head to the heart because we don't feel victorious. I think we attach victory to our failures and we're like, well, I, I wasn't victorious today. But, but it's the long game with Jesus. Um, in the end, yeah. uh, we say we win uh, mm-hmm. because Jesus won on the cross. Mm-hmm. But I think believing it is the faith journey. And mm-hmm. that's what freedom is all about. We're walking people. We're helping them to get to that place of, of faith and believe that they are free in Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can I explain it this way? Maybe this is wrong. Um, I'm a lifelong Patriots fan. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Tom Brady retiring yesterday is yes, yes, a big yes. blow because I, I just I remember the glory years, right? Yes. But I, you know, as a six-year-old, they were terrible. No. You know, they got better and better, and they won some Super Bowls. I celebrated those victories as a Patriots fan. I had nothing to do with those victories, but it was like my victory also because yeah, yeah, of yes. where I was. I think that's the same way we are with Great. our relationship with Christ. That's right. Great example. We've done nothing for this, but we get to celebrate his victory, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Amen. Mm. Amen yeah. to that. Yeah. I don't in, know if you want to In 1 Corinthians 15, it, Paul says that Christ gives us his victory, mm. which is amazing. Right? Mm. At an act of love and mercy, the victory that he's won on the cross and that, that, we, that he has through his resurrection, he gives to us so that we can walk in victory as well. So I'm just picturing myself on that parade float, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, I have nothing to do with it, but I'm here to celebrate. And and that's true. And I think the lie of the enemy is, no, you're defeated. No, you're condemned. Mm -hmm. No, but those are all lies. So how do we understand the truth better, Pastor Dwayne. Oh, man. If if there was a silver bullet to that question, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be I great? would give it to you. Mm-hmm. I mean, in a moment of vulnerability, there was things when I was called to be a pastor that I felt so defeated immediately. Mm-hmm. I never mm-hmm. thought I was good enough. And when you begin to internalize it as if it's up to you to do it, it's it's harder, mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. just to be honest. But once you realize that the work on the cross is finished, mm-hmm. that the victory was already won, it just has to go from head to heart, now to feet, and mm-hmm. now I live it out. But it's not easy. I think people are in different places. Mm-hmm. So I, I believe the Word of God is true. And once you start anchoring yourself in the Word of God in prayer and faith over time, I mm-hmm. think it would just happen. But I don't think it's a momentous event. I think it's a lifelong journey. Yep. And that's where community also comes yep. in. That's part yep. of your past passion, Pastor Jimmy. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, the Christian life is not life alone. It's life mm-hmm. together. And so mm-hmm. the journey in someone's discipleship involves locking arms with people next to you and just running the race that God sets before you. Eugene Peterson calls discipleship a long obedience in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And you're doing that in community with others. Okay. You, you said the word tool. You're, you're giving these tools. We've mm-hmm. been, I think, talking a, around this, but to kind of sure. just crystallize it in my mind. You know, when I think of a tool, I got a, a hammer and duct tape. I could fix anything. Mm-hmm. It might not look good, but I can <laughs> fix anything. Um when you're talking about tools for this freedom, what are some specific things as you talk about, not maybe a hammer, but a, a thought yeah. process or a, a thing that I can maybe process through that would help me in a time of losing this 
idea of freedom. Yeah, I think uh, what I've loved about journeying through the freedom curriculum myself is it's caused me to just kind of sit and ponder parts of my life that I haven't thought about in, in at forever. Mm-hmm. And so like just sitting down and thinking through, okay, what was it like when I was 13 years old? Or what was it like? Um, part of my own story, um, I was a kid that went through Sheridan House. And so like even sitting down and thinking through that program and what the the effect that had an impact that had on my life. And I mean, I haven't thought about that in years. But what does that mean for someone listening? You were a kid that went through Sheridan House. Sheridan House is just a a program for uh, at-risk youth. And that was definitely my story in middle school. Um, And uh, it's a Christ-centered program. It does great for, for kids that were just like me. And I had a lot of things and a lot of pride. I had a lot of arrogance. I just wanted to live for myself. This is part of my own testimony. And the Lord did a, a mighty work through that ministry in, in my life. And, and I get to live life from that moment. And so going back and thinking through, how did that have an effect on me? And so the questions all throughout our Freedom Book, the questions they give you just help you think through key areas in your life that you've, maybe you're trying to forget but you, you would need to sit and think through, okay, what was the Lord doing in my life at that moment? How was he working? Even though I might not have seen it, when I look back, how, how do I see his providential care? Mm. Where does extra help come to play? Like maybe someone is struggling today and they need to reach out to someone, a mm. counselor, a professional, a pastor. When do we know we need help in getting free? Yes, I would say um, to add to because Jimmy's done an amazing job. I want to honor him that we have a seven week workbook. Um, So the content itself really dives deep into shame, bitterness and all of these topics that we feel like probably generally people struggle with. So obviously that can open up a can of worms. Mm -hmm. So after that, the Freedom Group leader is now taking note as they facilitate. So if issues get really deep, say it's suicidal thoughts or hurts in the past, that's a trigger we do have mental health counseling. We do have counseling. We have Celebrate Recovery. So there's resources beyond freedom yeah. that our church is going to provide for folks. So I said some of them, they won't be able to lay it down. Some of it might be I identify this now as an issue because some of them may not even know. It might reveal something new to them. Mm-hmm. So counseling, uh, we have partnerships it's Sheridan House. We have several mental health counselors. We have a lot mm-hmm. <laughs> to yeah, offer yeah. Um, or, uh, people out there in South Florida that are hurting. And so I hope that helps to answer your question. Yeah, it, it <clears throat> helps. But just to be, but how do I know if I'm struggling today that my struggle is to the point where I need someone to come alongside me? Yeah. So mm. I, I would I would add that that's something that our leaders are trained to identify. Mm-hmm. Um, we when we went through. Um, Freedom Group as a staff, we had a group called the Discreet Dozen. And basically, (laughs) it was a group that could discern that something we needed to go deeper with this person. Mm -hmm. And so leaders are trained for that. So Mm -hmm. we train our leader, our Freedom Group leaders for Mm -hmm. that, to be able to identify that as they facilitate these groups. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm thinking of I think it's Braveheart where he gets up there and screams freedom. Right. (laughs) right, But it's right before the battle. Right. I mean, you're talking about this is part of a a deep struggle sometimes it's it's not easy finding that freedom is not easy it's a work to be done but our heavenly father is doing that work mm-hmm. in us so well this has been a great mm-hmm. conversation i know there's a lot more to it and that's probably part of why it's a seven week course i mean yes. we're we're scratching a surface here of what is much deeper and much more important for us to be looking at um, if you want more information it's at our website right that's right eric and bridget.org have these groups started already are they getting ready to start is it too late for someone to say maybe i need to take that step. Now they don't start for another week or two, so okay. you know, there's plenty of time, time for people to jump in. All right, we've got a link again at ericandbridget.org. 
Jimmy, Dwayne, thank you so much for coming in and for just reminding us of, of the truth of our identity, that we can bring our stuff and the victory that we have in Christ. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you for having us.